Welcome to Climax Connection Radio, where you will be entertained and educated in the world of all matters sexual. Now here's our host, Sharon Summers. Welcome everyone. This is our first podcast of Climax Connection Radio. And my co-host today is George. He's one of the mods on the site. His username is Riasil. A lot of people call him Rio, but his name is George. So that's what I will be referring to him as. And today we wanted to talk about masturbation. One of all of our favorite topics, obviously. Masturbation online. Is this cheating? What do you think, George? What do you think about people that go online like we do and find basically strangers to masturbate with, either by cybersex or phone sex or, you know, sexting partners, all kinds of things well, that people well, do? first of all, hello there, Sharon, and hello to all, all the, the listeners out there. And hopefully we can, we can keep you very pleasant company for the next hour. Um, interesting topic. I mean... It, some people will say it's cheating. Others will say, no, it's not, because there's no actual physical contact. Me, personally, I don't, I don't consider it cheating because of the fact that there really is no physical contact and you're not in person with someone else. A lot of people will say, oh, how can he say that? You're mentally wanting to be with that person and whatnot. Still, I do I don't think I would put it under the category of cheating. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I don't know what your take would be on it. Honestly, I am of the exact same mindset. I think if you're going to a hotel to meet with somebody, that is cheating. But if you are having phone sex with them or cyber sex or webcam sex, I think it's um, definitely not cheating. It's just, it's your own private little thing. It's adding some variety to your masturbation routine. I think it's your own naughty little secret, which I think can make us smile in private moments thinking of these things. Um, I think it's totally fine. I, I feel bad for people that find that cheating. I mean, I know some really religious people actually think that fantasizing is cheating, which to me is just beyond absurd. But I have read that, that there's people that think, oh, yes, if you have lust in your heart, that's cheating. Um, okay, no, I don't think so. I think it's a fantastic thing. And there's a lot of people out there in loveless, sexless relationships that basically online fun is all that they're getting. They're not getting anything in real life except their own hand. So I think that it's totally fine for people to enjoy themselves that I way. I 100% agree with you. I, 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 don't, I don't consider it cheating. I do understand the what to me seems over-the-top religious point of view. I mean, because if that were the case and we were all to follow religious rules and I'm not against religion in no way whatsoever. So I don't want this to come across the wrong way, but if we were to follow religious rules, whichever rule beliefs, I should say, whatever beliefs you have, I mean, we shouldn't even look at each other. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's why they wear the beekeeper outfits in the middle I'm, East. That's I'm right. Guessing, I, I'm guessing. <laughs> they're truly legit over there. 
I mean, they will cut your head off over there. Believe uh, me. So I, I mean, if if you consider oh, having God. having, let's say, twenty thirty minutes of fun over the phone, can be longer. I, I'm just throwing a number uh-huh. out there. It's harmless. It's, it's totally I, I don't harmless. think there's any harm to it. Now. I do understand the people that are in relationships, how they can might they might see that differently and say, well, you have a girlfriend. Why would you not or a boyfriend? Why would you not seek the real thing if you have someone? Well, I talk to lots of people and I can tell you there's a lot of people in relationships where even in relationships where there is not sex going on, usually one partner will have a higher drive than the other. And this is a real problem i cannot even tell you how many guys i've chatted with oh my girlfriend hardly ever wants to have sex she's not really that into it so of course they're online seeking fun and i just don't understand why this is a problem people don't all have the same appetites i would think if a woman was very open-minded although it's easy for me to say not being in a relationship at the moment I I can see the guy say, well, honey, you know, I know you only like to have sex once a month. Quite frankly, I like to come once a day. So I'm going to be having (laughs) an online relationship with five different women, you know, on an an ongoing rotating basis. Um, Believe me, I hear all these crazy things. But one thing that really, really pisses me off is in phone sex relationships that I've had myself is when a guy has dumped me when he has met a girl. That really annoys me. And it's like, oh, well, no, I have somebody now. We can't play anymore. I'm sharing an intimate moment with you, and that just wouldn't be right. I just want to bitch slap these little pussies. I really do. Well, do you, I really do you do. find it that it, it's, like you said, the fact that when a lot of the, a lot of what a, the term a lot of people use today is when real life takes over, is that is that the part that you find that pisses you off? It is because I don't understand why you can't have everything in their own little boxes. You know, you have your online people that you play with in their little category. You have the real life people that you play with in their category. I mean, I understand if you perhaps can't play as often or if you have to be more discreet, you're not just you're just not going to have the time that you did before, the freedom. It may be more difficult to schedule things, but to totally cut somebody off, I think that I just, I can't relate on any level. And it has happened to me more than a handful of times. There was a guy that I was playing with a couple of years ago and we had been playing for two or three weeks. It was going really well. Well, then he met a girl. Oh, I'm sorry. I've met somebody now. I can't play with you anymore. It's like I hadn't done anything and I'm being punished. I'm being cut off. And it uh, it really was annoying to me. And I thought, but why? I'm not going to be meeting you in a hotel. We're never going to meet for real. How is what we do on the phone a couple of times a month for an hour affecting your real life relationship in any way? I just don't see that it is. I just I don't comprehend that in my mind. I'm no threat to somebody's relationship that lives thousands of miles away that I will never be laying eyes on in person. How does that possibly make me a threat? I just don't get it. I really, I really can't comprehend it. I think, I think it's the fact of sometimes um, jealousy kicking in on either half, whether it's male or female. 
that little devil that's on either shoulder saying, he's not <laughs> thinking about you. He's thinking about her. <laughs> I know. <what> you mean. <laughs> so I, I can't I can see that playing a factor. I don't know. Once again, I'm I'm on your side. I I, I don't justify. Uh-huh. I don't I don't consider it cheating. We don't have an opposing. I, no, no. I, I don't have. I, I I'm not on the side of the. It's cheating or or, mm-hmm. or no. It's frowned upon. You should not do that. Um, like you said, mm-hmm. um, there is no physical presence. There is no compromise going into the whole. In this case, phone or whatever. T- type of fun you have, whether it be cyber, um, role-playing, I wouldn't put role-playing in that category mm-hmm. because role-playing, usually you're pretending to be another character. But yeah. cybering and phone, you're going into it already without the compromise of saying, okay, hey, we're going to phone or we're going to cyber a few times, but eventually we're going to meet up and do this for real. I'd say that's very rare that it actually ever ends up being an in-person thing. Yes, it happens once in a while. Sure, I've definitely talked to guys that they have met somebody online. Um, But I would say that that's the exception, not the rule. So in most cases, I don't think it's a threat in any way. I would think having that naughty little secret that's just your little private thing could make things hotter. I, I, does that make it that I, bad? Have a naughty little secret. I, I believe it. It spices things up. I don't, don't I know. I don't know. And I'll, and 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 I'm glad this is a male female talk we're having. Do you think, when it comes to that, that devil installing the jealousy or whatever you want to call it factor, do you think it's more guys being jealous or women? Well, I don't chat with that many women to have their viewpoints. Um, I don't ever not talk to women in the chat room, but that topic has actually never come up in any of the chats that I have had with other women. Well, no, there was one woman that uh, that I did talk about that, but she felt the same way that we did that it was her own private do, little do thing. Do you find do you find um, yourself like in this in your case men men telling you my wife doesn't know or my girlfriend doesn't know? Yeah, I've heard that. I have heard ones where their wives or girlfriends did know, and they were fine with it. They just, you know, said, you know, I don't want to hear about it. Just be discreet. Just, And I, I get that. I, I think that's fine. But there's most of them definitely are doing this on the side. Some of them have no guilt at all, <laughs> which I love. They totally get that this is their own well, little that's thing. What, that's, that... But there's some that are, are fighting this inner, you know, this inner battle, you know, of, of what they're doing is, is right or wrong. And I have talked to so many guys about this. Like I said, there's over a handful of times that I have been dumped by phone partners because of this. Ones that I have currently, I have asked them, if you met a girl, would we still be playing? Probably, Probably not. And I have heard that. I have heard that. And I think, wow. And I can think of this one guy and he said, well, we are sharing an intimate moment. And I don't think that any girlfriend I would have would appreciate that. And my thought is, well, why the hell does she have to even know about it in the first place? It's none of her business. It's between you and me. And that's it. Nobody else is going to know about this. I I, I think uh, the, and what, what puzzles me the most is that, like you said, a, lo- a lot of a lot of men in this case and 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 some women will will say like no you know what no my my better half doesn't doesn't know or but i i find it interesting that 
in the cases where where they do know about it, the other half is usually okay with it. Yes. I think those are more open relationships. I can think of a few cases. Um, most of the guys I play with are young enough that they're not married, but there has been some that were married younger. I remember this one man, he, he was married, and I said, does your wife know? And he said, oh, yeah, she actually asked if you would like a three-way call with us. And I thought, wow, she's really okay with this. <laughs> and I said, um, I'd prefer just to keep it one-on-one -on -one if you don't mind. But um, she knew about it. So usually we only played a couple of times, and it was when she was out of town on business kind of a thing. But she knew. And there's been a couple of cases like that where the wives definitely knew they had no problem with it, and they played with people on their own time as well. And the husband knew about it. They each had their own little playmates online, whether they were camming with them or phoning with them. There's definitely been cases where each of them had things going on. And they, they felt that it did spice things up, that it gave them some added variety, something to talk about amongst themselves. I think having that naughty little secret, like I've said before, is is a good thing to have, you know, something that's just yours. I, I agree. I, I agree with you. I, I, I think that in a way it does, it does, it could spice up a relationship. And like I said, I, 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 I'm, it puzzles me that, that the people that the, the couples that do know that either one of them does this surprisingly don't get mad about it. Well, they seem pretty open to have a relationship like that. Now, I think there's a big difference between knowing that your husband is phoning with somebody and being okay with it than knowing that he's going out and fucking somebody and being okay with it. That I would no, not be no, okay no. Oh, with. No, no, no. Oh, I agree. No, 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 no. Yeah, that, 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 that's, <laughs> no, not, that, that's, that's a bit much. You know, I, I don't want to get into a cuckold relationship. No, that's not no, what yeah, I mean. That, that's, that's topic no. for another show. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's no, a bit yeah, that, too personal. That would be much. Yeah, if, if we're talking now that phone or cyber or whatever you do has now turned into you're in a relationship and has now turned into you sneaking to get away from the person you're with yeah. to meet up with somebody else, that I do see wrong. That that to me is wrong. Yes, that that that's cheating. That, that could be a problem. If, uh, you know, if, if you're not having any sex in your relationship, I can definitely condone extracurricular because I, I, I hear from so many guys and say, you know, I'm lucky if I get sex a couple of times a year. And I tell them, you know, are you crazy? Well, I have kids. I don't want to break up my relationship. Well, then get a girlfriend on the side. I, you know, if wifey <laughs> has basically closed up shop down there, I totally encourage a guy to go out and have his fun. Life is short. Take your happiness where you find it. But, I mean, I have a pretty high sex drive, <laughs> so I can't imagine a guy saying, well, gee, my wife doesn't ever want to have sex with me. That's why I have to go and find camp partners is because my poor wife doesn't ever want to have sex. That would never be the case I, with me. They would never be in want <laughs> with me. I, I, but, I think that um, once you've reached yeah. the point of when one of the two no longer wants to have sex with the other, it's time to you know, sit down, cut your losses and say, hey, 
It's 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 been fun. I know, but if they've got kids and and they've got a house together and things get messy with finances and and the kids and everything, I, I hear this all the time. Believe me, all these stories I hear. So I say, well, then get a girlfriend or a mistress until the kids are out on their own and then part your ways. But so many guys are very comfortable in their little self-made prisons. I I have this conversation with clients <laughs> all the time, and. I'm too honest and other girls are not honest with them this way. And it's like, I cannot even count how many men have called because masturbation is their only outlet that they have. They're not getting any sex from their wives. Some of them literally for like 12, 15 years of not having any sex. It's like masturbating in the guest room is all the sex that they get. That's it. And I say, and they, they tell me, oh, she'd take me for every cent I've got. I hear that all the time. And I say, well, what price is your freedom? Is it worth half the money in your bank account? Is the money keeping you warm at night? And some of these guys have already got their kids, you know, out of the house. They're grown and they're still in these, you know, self-made prisons. And it's like, you can't really have sympathy for them because it's like, they're just staying there they're not doing anything to get out of this and change their situations so lots of the people that call for phone sex are not necessarily all ugly bachelors that can't get laid they're men that are in these loveless sexless relationships but they're too complacent to leave that that's true that's true it is it's very true. I can guarantee you it's true. So online fun to some of them is all that they're going to get. Yes, yes. Unfortunately for for some that is that is the case. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't I don't know. I mean it's it's it, sometimes it's it's hard I because I put myself in the other person's shoes and I can I can I can see their point. Uh, in saying yes, it's cheating or yes, it's wrong. I don't know. I, I guess it, you could say it's 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 debatable. I guess um, we could. To me, there's no <laughs> debate. To me, it's like I can't even believe that somebody could think that phone sex or cyber sex is cheating. It just seems beyond absurd to me that you say that you're cheating, but you've never laid eyes on this person that you're supposedly cheating with. You've never put your dick in them, and yet this is cheating. I just, it does not compute with me. It really doesn't. You know, in most cases, you're never going to know this person's last name, you're not going to know their address. So how is this cheating to, you know, have fun with somebody a couple times a week or a couple times a month or even less? I just, uh, I think it's like your little oasis in your hellish, barren life of, you know, sexlessness that you're living in. It just, it's your only, you know, thing to look forward to. I've definitely had guys tell me that talking to me is the highlight of their day and I mean yes that's flattering to hear that but honestly when I hear that I think wow your life is really sad and empty if a phone call is the highlight of your day I I feel bad for them sometimes I genuinely do so these poor bastards I don't think that they're cheating at all I I really I've said to guys, go to an escort, you know, if if you don't want a girlfriend, if you don't want the emotional entanglements of a relationship with a girlfriend, go to an escort. And they're like, no, I couldn't. I just couldn't do it. And you're like, your wife has not given you sex in 15 well, years. I... <laughs> Why the hell are you feeling guilty? She's the one that I, you should be kicking I, I think curve. it's more than no, I couldn't do it when they see that the escort charges 100 bucks an hour. 
<laughs> oh, I think a lot of them are so more than that. That's why when but they yeah. say, I'll stick ah, to the works. phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would be nice oh, to go gosh. to go out with the tall, busty, bosomy blonde <laughs> for a few yeah. hours and get laid. Yeah. But most of them, when they see the price tag that comes associated with that. <laughs> They're worried about disease as well. A lot of them are. Yes. They're worried about that. Um, although there's plenty of guys that I talk to that go to escorts that have been able to put that out of their mind. So there's definitely ones that I talk to that go to escorts. but I And they don't think that's cheating. And some of them have got wives and they're seeing different escorts every couple of weeks. And it's like, you know, it, in a way, I kind of admire that men are so able to separate sex from emotion not all of them can obviously if some of them are you know debating in their minds whether cam sex or phone sex is cheating and the ones that escort or not but in a way i kind of uh you know wish that women could be more like that because i know i'm too emotional to do that but some men definitely have no problem separating the physical and the emotional they realize that they're separate things and they're put in their little separate boxes and, you know, I hear all these things, this one guy that I talked to and he sees escorts, he's married and he has sex with his wife. And I said, wouldn't it be ideal to get all the things from one woman? And he said, no, you want to get different things from different <laughs> women. And it's like, when oh, I won't even get into all the stuff that he's into. But, um, you know, it's like he would never, he told me that his wife would take him to divorce court if he ever well, asked can, her I, to do I, the I, stuff I, that he does with I, the escorts. I can, ima I can, I can imagine, I'd probably say not, nine out of ten women would do the same, most likely. I, I, I really do think so. I really think that nine out of ten women, married women, of course, we're talking married women, as soon as they found out that their husband is boning escorts on the side, I, I, I think that's that's pretty much game over right there. Well, if they're not having sex with them, I, I don't know how they could blame them. I, if you don't feed your man at home, he's going to eat out. That's that's basically <laughs> what it comes down to. But there's definitely guys that no matter how much sex they're getting at home, they want variety. They could be getting fucked by their wife every single day, but they're going to want that variety. There's ones out there like that. You would think, oh, it's only the deprived ones that are never getting any. But no, that's not true. There's definitely ones that are getting plenty at home, but they want variety. Some do. Some do. Yeah. Some some, some men yeah. and women, some just can't get enough, which in that case, my advice always is, then why get married? I agree. I have said that. If yeah. you want variety and you and you don't want that, <clears throat> that paper mm -hmm. to tie you down, sort of say then stay single. I have said that exact same thing, George. I have. And I hear, I need the support. I, I need the marital support. And it's like, what, do you need like a mommy to do your laundry and cook your <laughs> meals? And clean your house? I don't get it. I, I really don't. Some of them think in very strange ways, strange and foreign ways to my way of thinking. They really do. They, they, they they, do there's me. a flavor for everyone. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, I guess it's it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to say in this case, draw that list of right and wrong, because it all depends on how each individual person sees it. Like you, mm -hmm. you said, uh, when to me, yes, once once you're married, if if you're going uh, sneaking around 
seeing escorts and lying to your wife about it, then yeah, it becomes a it, it becomes a, a an issue. I think this brings us to our first commercial break. That sounds great. And we will <laughs> we will be right this back. This is the Climax Connection Radio Show. This program is brought to you in part by ClimaxConnection.com. Have you been looking for a free adult community website with chat rooms with free audio and video chat, erotic short stories and audios, and forums and profile pages to find free phone sex, cam sex, and cyber sex partners on? Then check out ClimaxConnection.com today because we all want to connect. And we're back. (laughs) (laughs) And we are back. Thank you very much for sticking with us and listening to our opinions on matters of masturbation and whether masturbating with others online is indeed cheating or not. Some people think it is. Some people don't. And yet even the ones that think it is, they somehow (laughs) can't seem to stay away from it lots of times. I I mean, it's it's something that... I don't want to say it's a growing trend, although I know it probably is, but it's just it's just something so. that once I've I've noticed once people get into it, they just can't stop. And I've talked to many people and asked that question. If your significant other were to tell you, hey, you know what, this bothers me, would you stop? And I have yet to get an answer from a person saying Yes, I would. The answer I always get is, well, we would have to sit down and have a talk. <laughs> I think lots of times they will genuinely try to stay away. They will try and break things off, but they they come back to it. They really do. It really, I don't want to say it's an addiction because it's not like drugs or alcohol, but it's a pleasure activity. And for somebody to try and cut out something out of their lives that's a pleasurable activity that honestly is harmless it's not hurting anyone it you know if you're finding people in a chat room it doesn't cost any money it's really hard for them to stay away from that especially if things are busy in their marriage and the wife's off doing her own thing and the husband is doing his own thing and maybe their schedules don't line up if they've got different job schedules and whatnot i think it they will have you know, a spare hour here and there, and then their mind wanders to porn, and then they get horny, and then they think, oh, gee, I had a really good time with that girl in that chat room. I had really great cyber sex with her. I wonder if she's in there right now. And it's like they just keep getting drawn back, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think some of them have the intention. They have good intentions to stay away, but it's like they can't. It really... um it really is something that they want to continue doing. I, that's what I've noticed from the times and conversations I've had with, with other people who are, who are into doing this. And it's always that, it's always that same answer. It's always that, well, if, if, if he or she wanted me to stop, well, yeah, we'd have to sit down and talk about it. No one has yet told me, oh, yes, yeah, no, if, if it bothered them, I would stop. So it's like it's, it, it, it becomes addicting and and. And you just, they just can't get away. I think so too. I think lots of times guys have said to me that they're concerned that they masturbate too much or that they watch porn too much. And I always say, unless it is cutting into your life, 
if you're doing it six hours a day and it's cutting into, you know, your responsibilities, your job, your hobbies, whatever, then it would be a problem if it's literally cutting into the rest of your day. But if it's not, why worry about it? Just enjoy it, take it for what it is and go with it. You know, it's much more fun to masturbate with somebody than alone. It's like, it's a whole different ball game to do it with somebody than alone. I just, I wish that I had gotten into this, you know, 25 years ago. I really do. I feel like all this time was wasted until I got into this and until, you know, the world of phone sex opened up to me. It, uh, I just, I can't believe how different it is to masturbate with somebody than doing it alone. It's just, uh, like I said in one of the interviews that I did alone, it's like black and white together is like Technicolor. It's that dramatic a difference. Because even though the physical sensations are the same, because you're doing the same thing to yourself, it's the emotional component that is totally different. And, you know, I know you're probably not in love with the person that you're phoning with, but for the length of the call, it can be very intimate and special and make you feel really good about yourself and care about somebody else and it's a fantastic feeling and I feel bad that more people are not into this hobby you know I know there's some people that are really into cam I I know that phone is my thing I'm not into the visual stuff like a lot of guys are into the cam but I just think it is such a fantastic hobby I feel bad that there's more people not into it I honestly really truly consider myself a phone sex ambassador (laughs) and I want to spread the word it's like I want to spread the good news and it's like I want everybody to understand I, I think people should be encouraging their teenagers you know to be doing this they could possibly you know have them delay real sexual activity if they felt free to experiment on the phone and have fun and everybody was safe and no disease no pregnancy I think it's such a fantastic and safe hobby. Why would you not encourage people to do this? I I don't understand either. I mean, I, I, I think we're at a day and age now where it shouldn't be, or better said, it shouldn't still be considered such a taboo topic to talk about, especially with your kids. With, And I'm not saying, I'm mm-hmm. not saying, because some people may interpret this as, oh, my God, he's telling he's telling his five-year-old to masturbate. No, 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 let's not get this twisted. I'm not a pervert, and I am not into anything that has to do with minors whatsoever. But once they are of age 18 and up, does make it clear? <laughs> oh, George, if they're 18, they've been doing it for three years. I'm, I'm pretty is. sure. But yes, just, just so, I, because I know there will be one listener out there like, Oh my God. Oh, God. <laughs> so, oh, people need to listen up. My God. If they could listen in on my business calls, their, their jaws would hit the floor. I tell you, they really would. So, yes, I do agree that it should be mm-hmm. a topic that should be discussed with your kids when they are of age enough to, you know, know what's going on. And when they start experimenting and feeling things, um, I, I, I'm all for it. I, I believe. And where else are you going to get better sex education than at home from your parents. It's such a whole different world now, George. When you and I grew up and we were teens in the 80s, I know, we, I, I, know I lived in fear of my grandmother catching me. I don't know about you, <laughs> but I definitely did. 
And I mean, there was no internet when we grew up. The kids today can't relate to growing up in a world without the internet. They take it for granted. Yes. That, you know, chat rooms, everything are one click away. Porn, free porn, one mm -hmm. click away. When we grew up, the most we could maybe see was the odd playboy, you know, that somebody snuck in or something. I mean, literally, that's how innocent a time it was when we grew up. That that was what we oh would see, God. you know, maybe a naughty book in the back of a bookstore that we were reading a couple of paragraphs of, or one of the what was it, penthouse forum, you know, the you know the forum magazine that had the Did naughty you? stories and stuff in it. I mean, it seems so innocent compared to kids today, where with one click, you know, they're on some website watching people screwing, and it's like we never saw anything like that when we were growing up. There was nowhere to oh, see no. it. It just was not part of part of growing up in in the era that we did and it's like you know it's it's a whole different thing when i think when when we were growing up there was no chat rooms because there was no internet there was nowhere to meet anybody there was no cyber no, sex no, no, no. there was probably couples that were having maybe phone sex but i don't know unless you were a couple where you would find somebody to have phone sex with unless you know there were services then, but certainly much more limited than they are now. I, I don't know where you would find somebody to... Be, uh, there was no webcams, obviously, because there were no computers then. So kids today have so many more options than we ever oh, everything, did. Everything is just it's a just, click of a button away. It is. It's, it's incredible how uh, how we oh, grew up oh, compared to the Absolutely. No, like you said, I mean, our, we, our, our sexual, how can I call it, Awakening, you could say, was was mm -hmm. stumbling upon that hidden magazine that maybe yes, that, or books. that an aunt yep. or uncle had, mm -hmm. or or trying to trying to decipher the scrambled porn channel on cable. Yes, yes, I did that too. I <laughs> twisting that your too. head I to did. the left and to the right, trying oh, yes, trying yes, to make yes. out what was going on. <laughs> Like the scene in American Pie. Yes, that's right. That, that was that that was our that was as much action as we would get. It was. It definitely was. My mom's Nancy Friday books. Oh my God. You know, after school was you know, taking my mom's Nancy Friday books out of the bookcase and Brady Bunch reruns. I mean, that was as uh, you know, hot as it got. <laughs> you were you were a fan of Greg's tight pants? I like Peter actually. I I was a Peter fan. Peter was the hot one. Just like yeah. for us guys. And the people listening that are half our age, George, are saying, the Brady Bunch, I, I heard, heard of that, that show. What, what is, is Yes, well, at least we'll yeah. have people YouTubing. <laughs> That's right. Well, Peter was yes, the hot one. Yes, for us one. guys, it was Marsha. Yes. I always thought Jan was prettier myself. I really? I really did. I always thought Jan was prettier. Yes. Yep. Much prettier. Yep, but that was just my personal oh, opinion. Oh, absolutely, that, same as mine. But that, yes, it, 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 that's <laughs> that's what we had. That's what we had. It is, you know, the the ill-gotten books and magazines that, um, you know, my mom was a little bit naughty. So once in a while, she would buy a Playboy or a Playgirl and read, you know, the naughty stuff that was in there because I know they had erotica sections in those mm -hmm. magazines. Um, it wasn't like she was buying Playboy for the pictures. 
<laughs> Playgirl, yes, but the Playboy one is more for the written material, yes. But uh, so there was the occasional one around. I, she would try and hide them like in the back of a bookcase or something, and I would, you know, I'd be rifling through them after school, you know. Had um, to get your fix. That, yeah, that's right. That's right. I would. I would usually masturbate when I came home from school, and then I would watch the Brady Bunch. And, you know, that was, uh, I'm sure kids today would laugh if they heard such innocent tales. They'd think, wow, you grew up like in the Flintstones age or something. And it's like now they come home and turn on, you know, the free porn, and they have everything and, you know, go into chat rooms and everything so easily. And it's like that just was not an option for people of our generation. So, you know, kids today are lucky that they have so many options. Yes, they are. I mean, we've gotten are. to a point where technology has gotten so advanced that now, I mean, everything is just, like I said, everything's just a click on the mouse or push of a button mm -hmm. away and bam, there it is. It's so easy to find. Well, you have to protect the really young ones. You don't want them seeing stuff that they're not ready to see yet, but... Kids today certainly are not innocent like we were in my time. Oh, not no, at all. definitely not. No. I mean, before VCRs, and I remember, <laughs> I remember we didn't get ours until, uh, you know, the mid-80s. It was 1987 when we got ours, <laughs> I believe. And there was a couple people I knew that had gotten ones a few years before that. And it's like, it was, it was porn that drove the VCR market that that's what drove it into people's homes was so that they didn't have to go to the CD sperm covered, you know, adult theaters. They could, you know, get their little machine, put it on top of their TV and go down and rent the movies in the privacy of their home so that they didn't have to go to these CD theaters where the guys in the raincoats, you know, with the holes cut in their pockets, <laughs> you know, were going at it, watching the 50-foot, you know, penis I, on I, the screen. I, I know what you mean. I mean, I, I still remember uh, um, going to to the video stores to rent movies and and doing that, that always looking like peeking, trying to peek. And once everybody left, you'd pick out a porn. Well, usually in the video stores, I remember those too. And usually the adult stuff was in its own tiny little thing at the back. Yes. Yeah. It, it wasn't like with the rest of the movies. There was like a separate little doorway that you had to go through to get to the oh, adult but here, stuff. Here, here it's a lot more yeah. advanced, you could say. My teenage years in South America, they have your video store. And all the adult movies were just on one side. So in order to oh. pick one out, we constantly would have to like look around and make sure nobody was watching. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then and then as soon as as soon as you were had that the, those few minutes alone in the store, you had to think quick and just grab one. No yeah. time to look at the box and see what girl you liked best. And 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 then you'd be worried what the clerk would be thinking when you took this up to the well, counter. Well, the clerk was a young guy himself, so at first it's all. It was always embarrassing, oh. but then after like the second or third rental, oh, we even, even we would put the movies up like four or five of my friends. We'd put the movie there on the counter for him to check us out, and he, and he would tell us, "Oh no, you don't want that one." <laughs> so we would get recommendations. Sticky Fingers Eleven now playing. <laughs> hey, that's that's just the way that's the, that's the the cards we were dealt at the time and how how we had to play it. Well, when you think how the internet has changed how people can retain their anonymity 
by not having to go and embarrass themselves up by the store clerk for sex toys as well as movies. I mean, imagine going into a sex toy store and picking something out. <laughs> I did that actually, and I was kind of embarrassed. I remember doing that, and I was uh, I was in my twenties when I did that, and I was embarrassed to go. But this was still, you know, before the internet, and I um. I was so embarrassed to go into this sex store. I actually, I'm kind of embarrassed to even say it. I took my great grandmother's wedding ring and I put it on my finger so that the clerk would think that I was married <laughs> when I went and bought this sex toy. I mean, is that not the most ridiculous thing? I, I wore a wedding ring into the sex toy store because I thought, well, if I'm married, she'll think, you know, my husband and I are just playing with this vibrator together. And and I'm not really into toys. I mean, I have used a vibe a few times. It's not really for me. But I remember going into that store wearing that ring, and I felt so ridiculous. And I remember, you know, coming home with my little vibe and putting the wedding ring back in the jewelry <laughs> box. And just thinking, I can't believe I actually did this. It was so ridiculous. But I just, I felt more comfortable if she thought, that I was married than if I was single. It's like, oh, this poor girl, she's having to resort to a sex toy, you know? But if she saw a wedding ring, oh, God. That sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? it, it I know. But it was the cards we were dealt at the time. Nowadays, <laughs> everyone has the convenience of locking themselves in their room, not being yeah. bothered, and just oh, click God. on the mouse a few times, and there you That's go. right. And rub uh, away. Absolutely. Just just go right at away. it, whether it's once, twice, all day. <laughs> hmm. I mean, teenagers and adults, it's becoming more and more of like a, a routine, part of their schedule now. Their masturbation yes. schedule, mm-hmm. yes. Yep. And I think this brings us to our second break. We'll be right back. This program is brought to you in part by erotictalkphonesex.com. And here we are back again with my uh, my site mod, George. Part three of this what's what's been a very right. interesting topic for our first <laughs> show, to say the least. We've gone all over the map here, from masturbation and online fun—is it cheating? To sex toys and wedding rings. <laughs> I mean, it, it. Funny how funny. Well, I don't oh. know, funny but weird how. It, it all ties together, huh? <laughs> it does. It definitely does. There's lots of people embarrassed to do things. Honestly, think of as embarrassing it was to go into a sex store that I would put this wedding ring on my finger. Imagine some poor kid in the 50s going into a pharmacy to buy a box of condoms. Now, that would have been, you know, traumatic if the pharmacist had told his parents oh, or something. Would... That condemned, been, condemned to hell know. immediately. That's right. The pharmacist probably went to church with his parents. He was worried. You know, I guess every generation has its little cross to bear, doesn't it? And, you know, a kid today, I don't know, maybe a kid would feel some kind of embarrassment going in and buying condoms. I don't know. I don't know how, you know, easygoing kids are about stuff like that. Um, Sex-wise are getting so much easier. now now, and And it came to mind now that you said condoms. I remember... Um, when we used to do that, you'd had to go up to a counter and ask the person for them. Now they're on, yeah, now they're on the shelf. You just, 
grab them, uh-huh. you grab your condoms, and there's the bananas right next to them. So it's like uh-huh. you're grabbing your fruit, your meat, your rice, your potatoes. Oh, package of oh, rubbers. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. It is still, from what I have read recently, it wasn't that long ago I read it online. It's still one of the most stolen items in a pharmacy is condoms because of the embarrassment factor. So I would think it's it's mostly younger boys that are probably doing that because they're, you know, they're embarrassed to take it up to the counter or they're worried. I don't know. I don't think that they'd have an age limit to sell those. I mean, I would think that the pharmacists would be grateful that they want to protect themselves, you know, rather than the age that they are. I don't, I don't think, I mean, it's not like cigarettes where you have to be however old to buy a package of cigarettes now. Um, I, I think anybody can go in and buy a package of condoms, but um, it is still one of the most stolen items from a store. It, and I don't, I, again, in this day and age, I don't know why we're still embarrassed about it when it's it it's a normal human thing to do and like mm-hmm. you said establishing certain limits if you're i mean if you're whacking away on yourself all day long well then you've got some problems <laughs> <laughs> maybe you have uh, overactive testosterone levels uh, who that knows could be. <laughs> need to be uh, need to be dealt with with some some hormone yes. therapy <laughs> absolutely but if if you're doing it once every so often i to me it's normal Everybody has a different idea of what's normal. I talk to guys that they do it every day. Some of them do it three times a day. Some of them do it five times a day. As long as it's not cutting into your life, I think it's fine. Exactly. That's that's what I meant by it. I mean, if it's if it's something where you're putting, I don't know, you're putting what could be considered more important things to do aside to spend yeah. A few hours then it's a problem. whacking away yourself in front of the computer, mm-hmm. then then it's a problem. Mm-hmm. And I think there's so much porn, and I know from guys that I've talked to that are young in their late teens and early 20s, they've watched so much porn. I will never forget when a 19-year-old guy said to me, I've seen it all. I'm totally desensitized. And I thought, Jesus Christ, you're only 19 years old. And I thought, you know, that... That is sad. It really is sad that you've desensitized yourself by the time that you're not even 20. <laughs> that nothing... And, and they've told me how they, they need more and more, you know, extreme porn to get off to. It's like it has to accelerate in, you know, the, the way that it is because the regular porn isn't exciting anymore. And I think that's kind of scary. And it's like porn is definitely desensitizing. I think stuff like that should be a once in a while treat not an everyday diet because it it will desensitize you when it's that much i believe so and it it makes it harder for them honestly to get erections there's scientific studies to that effect the the more porn that they watch the harder it is for them to get an erection and think of you know if they have a partner the partner's probably not unless they're into amateur porn or bbw porn you know their their partner's not going to have a body you know like Jenna Jameson or you know Tory Black or whoever these popular people are today the porn people um they're not going to have a body like that so i can see that the woman would feel intimidated if the husband's on a steady diet of porn, because it's like, you know, their body's just not going to meet up to that. It's just not. No, no. And then, and, and what I find true as well is, yeah, is if, if you're looking to have sex or spicing up your relationship and you're going by porn standards, 
then yeah, you're you're destined to fail. If you're going, if if you if if ever, if people think that going off of what they see in porn is what they need to do or try in real life, more than likely you're gonna you're not gonna succeed. I mean, it, porn it's a movie, and it, yes, granted it's fucking and whatnot. But guys try to live up to the actors' standards and girls trying to be as similar to certain porn actresses as they can. And then mm-hmm. when you find out that in real life it doesn't work that way because in real life there is no editing process. True. And they have to accept that the guys that are in those movies are in them because in most cases they're going to have a larger cock than the average guy. So... You know, the average guy's not going to have an eight or nine inch penis. And if that's all he's seeing and comparing himself to, he may have an average five and a half to six inch one, but he's going to think, oh, I don't measure there, up. There you, go. you know, I don't, I don't have there enough, you, you know, I, I don't shoot out the, the, the 12 ropes of cum <laughs> like, like the porn star guy. Um, you know, I need to start taking the supplements to make <laughs> the volume of my semen more. You know, all these things that are, you know, knocking them down in their self-esteem because they're trying to live up to these unrealistic ideals that they see in these porn movies. Um, like I said, I think for a once-in-a-while treat, it could be more exciting, but a steady diet of it is going to desensitize you. That's, from what I've read and heard, uh, that seems to be the case, Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe that. I definitely do. Yeah, some of these boys, I just get too desensitized. <laughs> There's, like I said, I mean, uh, and I and I think it mostly it, in in that case it applies more to us men uh, thinking that the porn actor standard is what we have to go by, mm-hmm. uh, because yes, oh, the, they make the women scream in the movie, so yes, I must make my woman scream. <laughs> well, the woman screaming is acting. Yes. First of all, she's not having a genuine exactly. orgasm. Exactly, and those acting. women, those women, I'm sure, just like you said, those women, I'm sure, with the amount of time they spend on set and doing scene after scene after scene, I'm pretty sure they're desensitized down there as well. Oh yeah, they're there for the paycheck. They're not there to get off. And if you've seen documentaries which I've taken the time to. There was an interesting one on Netflix. I can't remember the name of it. Um, most of the women actresses have said, because the, the guy doing the, the interview, doing the documentary, one of his questions was like, do you actually enjoy or orgasm while on set? And most of the women were like, no, no, I don't. No, no I, I, I do with my husband, but not, yeah. not when I'm on set. no. I hear this in my job as well. I do. I cannot tell you how many people say, oh, well, do you really come on every business call? Um, no. No, that's not even part of the equation. It's a job. I'm there for the money. I'm not there <laughs> to get off. But guys don't want to believe that. They want to think, oh, well, you're an infomaniac that masturbates all day. Okay, you go right on believing uh, that. Yes, exactly. It, go it, right it, ahead. It, it's like you're, 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 you're breaking the magic. Yes, uh, I I break the magic on a daily basis. I do, George. I break the magic. I pop the bubbles. I burst the the dreams. I do. I'm too honest. Some guys like that I'm honest, 
Um, others really do like the, the maintaining of the fantasy, but I, I tell it like it is. That's why I'm different. People tell me all the time, you're different than other operators. You're not like the other girls. No, I'm not, because I tell the truth, whether you like it or Nothing not. Nothing wrong with that. I don't see anything wrong with it. I know, like you said, I know a lot of the guys, the majority of them, would prefer to keep that fantasy intact and not and not know, and a not lot know of them. that you don't orgasm mm -hmm. on every call well some are in reality you know they're not all strange but um some of them understand and and i prefer the ones that understand believe me i definitely do and i know it's 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 the minority i mean because all and I'm, I'm guessing for men i guess from our point of view it's it's more of an ego thing knowing oh i made a cup as as opposed to yeah. okay well yeah i got myself off uh, she probably didn't so they all want to believe, like, oh, oh, did I ever make her come, man? <laughs> You're right. A lot of times it's... that's the case. Uh, a lot of them understand that it's just for them, that it's a one-sided experience. But um, some of them, yeah, they're like, oh, well, my pleasure is giving you pleasure. It's like, oh, please, please, no. And the same, this is not what this the is same about. same goes to phone and cyber. Phone, you're, you're talking with the other person, so... I'm I'm of the notion of thinking you can tell. I think at some point you can tell if the person you're talking with is faking or they really are enjoying themselves as opposed to cyber where you're just typing and it's always lingering in the back of your head like I could be getting myself off and she's watching TV. This is why I don't personally understand <laughs> the appeal of cyber. I really don't get it. I really totally don't. You know, with phone, you're listening to them, you're hearing them on a personal call, no matter how bad a choice I have made, I have literally come on every personal call. That's not business, that's personal, the ones that I choose to play with for free on my own time. No matter how bad of a choice I made, I have been able to come. I'm like a trained seal, though, I can come on demand almost. So, this is a particular talent of mine. We don't have phones yet. <laughs> because, the, oh, would they be ringing? Oh, goodness. Oh, my. I think this will bring us to our final break, and we will be right back with our final moments. Stay right here. This program is brought to you in part by eroticaudiorecordings.com. And we're back. This has been... I don't know if it, I don't know if people will say it was a great show. Some may like it, some may not. I. <laughs> it was our first I, try. People, be I kind. Think, I, I think it was. I enjoyed it. Um, I mean, I we we well look forward much. to people listening, suggesting topics they'd like to hear us talk about as well. Uh -huh. Absolutely, we are totally open to suggestions. You can email either one of us at any time, and and we will be able to get your suggestions for topics that we would uh, very much enjoy going over. There's a whole world of sex out there, a whole world of topics that can be covered and discussed and picked apart and argued. <laughs> All kinds Absolutely. of things. Absolutely. And one thing I can give you my word, and not that I'm speaking for Sharon, but knowing her for as long as I have, we will not shy away from talking about anything. Oh, so... no. no. <laughs> Bring it on. We, yes. Please try and stump us. <laughs> Throw topics at yes. us. We appreciate it. Uh, we look forward to um, gaining your your ears. 
<laughs> and hope you guys enjoy mm-hmm. listening to it. Um, we we plan on doing this. On are we are we doing this weekly, Sharon? Yes, we are planning on. Let's hope that there's <laughs> enough people that will have enough interest in listening to our crazy if anything, opinions. To say you both are, exactly. If anything, in. to say you both are nuts and have no idea what you're talking about, it's still appreciated. <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. We're trying our best to entertain and educate. Not that either one of no, us is a doctor no, or a nurse. We're, we're not. But uh, I have been in adult entertainment for six years. I have talked to over 100,000 guys. I've heard a lot of weird stuff. So I think I have just as as good a platform (laughs) to give advice from than anybody that you would find off the street. You know, there's not a medical professional. I've heard a lot of weird stuff. So, yeah, I think I can give pretty decent advice opinions and advice when asked. You are a very qualified word when it comes to adult entertainment, and that's what we're all about. Like you said, we're not doctors. We're not pretending to be. We're not saying Uh our our advice is written in stone. Take it for what it's worth. Like Sharon said, we're here to entertain you guys. Hope you guys enjoy it and keep tuning in to to our wacky conversations weekly. Okay, well, thank you very much. I hope that you all enjoyed our very first show. Thank you, and bye-bye. Thank you for listening to our Climax Connection radio program. We do hope you enjoyed our show. Please tune in again soon, and be sure to visit ClimaxConnection.com. If you're looking for free adult chat, erotic short stories and audios, and free phone sex, cyber sex, and webcam sex partners.